there's a lot you can do in this town You set it up and turn it around We might have come from somewhere else But this is where we found ourselves Welcome to the local show People you work with, people you know Welcome to another edition of The Local Show here on Grassroots Community Network. Thank you for joining us where we feature inspirational locals each week. This will be no exception. <laughs> I'm so lucky and honored and excited to feature a first-time guest. He's a guy I've known for many years, though. In fact, I see him almost daily. So it's about time we welcome John Haley to The Local Show. John, thanks Thank for being here. Thank you, Eric. Here. Fresh, it's a pleasure, pleasure being here. Well, fresh... Into retirement? Is yes, that fair to say? I am. It is very fair to say. <laughs> very fair. Yes. And very uh, thrilling, probably. And it like, is. Happy you know, to it, say. It, um, it's pretty liberating not getting up and going to work in the morning. Yeah. Were you an early, like, did you have to usually come in? Yeah, you you were the general manager at City Market for decades now. Yes. Since 1998, mm -hmm. to be exact. Correct. Were you kind of like that early shift guy, or does that vary with the manager? Um, most of the time I was early. I'd come in around 6.30 in the morning and, oh my and work till 6 at night um, for many years. And so I got up at 4.35 o'clock. Wow. But not anymore. Has <laughs> your body adjusted yet to like sleeping, it certainly in, has. sleeping in till 6 or it 7? It certainly has. <laughs> um, 7 would be early now. Wow. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. No, that's probably been the most liberating thing about uh, about retirement is, uh, you know, I wake up in the morning and I, I say, oh, I got to go to work. And then it's like, oh, no, I don't. No, I don't. And I roll back over and go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and I like to say each day is a palette to paint on. Now you can just paint freely, any color paint. Certainly. You can even go outside the lines. As long as it's not a straight know. line, I'm good. Right. <laughs> Especially if you're a morning drinker. You know, it might be. Yes. <laughs> you know, that's all open to you, too. Bloody now. Mary morning, not yet, but uh, <laughs> never say never. Yeah, I'll tell you. <laughs> well, let's backtrack a little bit because you originally, yeah. I mean, you've been in the uh, kind of grocery store business for quite a while. Long time. About 40 years. But let's backtrack. You were uh, born and raised in Tennessee. Nashville. Nashville. Okay. That's correct. Wow. Well, that's like... Uh, Music City. It certainly is. What was that like, like growing up in Nashville? Oh, it was great. You know, I, I, uh, I spent a lot of time on Music Row growing up. Okay. Uh, my dad was a plumbing contractor, and he had two office buildings right across from RCA Records on 16th Avenue South, which is now Music Square South, I think is what it's called. Wow. And he had Billboard Magazine was in, in one of his offices, and Bill Monroe was in one of his offices, uh, Whispering Bill Anderson, an old country guy, <laughs> Zeke Clements, uh, Stu Hitchcock, some old names out of country music, and uh, um, after school, that's where I would go. I'd <laughs> hang out at the office with him until he uh, till he got ready to go home, and I wandered around into all of those offices and, and saw all those guys writing songs, and uh, it was pretty cool. Incredible. Yeah. But you didn't choose the direction of music for your life. No. How did you kind of choose the direction, like, I mean, through kind of going on to college? Did you go to college, or? I went for one semester. Okay, where'd you go? Memphis State. Memphis State. I sure did. Okay, and, what uh, happened there? Um, well, I had a lot of fun there. <laughs> too much? <laughs> a little too much, yeah. <laughs> it was like that scene in Animal House, 0.0. .0. Similar, but not the same. Son, fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life. I Correct. I finished that one. No, it wasn't but, like that. No, you know, I had, um, <laughs> I had worked in the grocery store through high school. Okay. H.G. Hills was a little independent down in Nashville. And, okay. And... Uh, 
I started looking at what I could make in the grocery business, and, and it was just as much as I could make as, as a college graduate yeah. um, at that point in time. And okay. so I decided to just go back to work. And, uh, you know, I worked for H.G. Hills when I got back from, from Memphis State, and then I started working for Kroger in Nashville. And I worked for them for uh, right around three years. And then uh, what did I do? I started... Uh, working with a swimming pool company, building swimming pools. We built water slides and swimming pools. And I was a, basically a laborer for them. And uh, I worked with my brother-in-law, who was also a plumbing contractor. I was his shovel man, his first employee, and his company grew into a really large company, and I was his first employee. And uh, I took off down to Florida for a winter and stayed with my folks down there. They lived in Deerfield Beach. And I waxed cars for a winter, just the people in his condo uh, building and kind of just bummed around and and then I went to Denver in uh, 79 I guess and uh, um, I uh, started working for King Supers down in Denver okay. and they hired me as a seasonal produce worker so I did that for the summer and uh, that job ended at the end of the summer and I went back down to Florida waxed cars again and came up again the next summer and did the same thing for King's and I had uh, one of my cousins was living in Basalt below Eve Dove's house. I don't know if you remember her or not. I don't think so. Um, she was a, a local character, and I don't know if she's still around or not. But uh, okay. lived there for a little while, and then uh, I was working for Kings or for City Market in Basalt in the old store in Basalt. Okay. And Tony Welgus hired me as a bag boy down there. Right. And. Uh, Tony's a good friend. Yeah, Tony's a great guy. <laughs> Fellow uh, Wisconsinite. We've got some stories together. I won't go into those. I bet. But um, <laughs> I lived uh, after I stayed for, at my cousin's for a while. I moved over to the Wolf's Cabins. I don't know if you remember those in Basalt. It's sure. kind of where Riverside Grill and all that yep. is. Yep. Um, they were a really inexpensive place to live. I think it was like $300 a month back then. And it was a short trek over to the Midland Bar. So... <laughs> I worked, uh, I started on Labor Day in 1981 down there, and I had New Year's Eve weekend off, and they asked me if I wanted to go to Aspen and work in the produce department for uh -huh. New Year's Eve weekend. I said, sure, why not? And I was there for three or four days, and they said, hey, do you want to be the assistant produce manager? I said, sure, why not? So did that for a couple of years, and uh, then I went on to the night crew, uh, stocking groceries at night, and that was during the time that... Uh, the scan bars, UPC codes, were just coming online. Okay. And, you know, you had to mark it with a pricing gun, put the little label on everything or the little sticks that stamped the price on the top. Sure. And I was working with Terry Paulson. You know Terry. Oh, yeah. And uh, Terry and I kind of facilitated the move from uh, um, hand-marking everything to uh, setting up the, the UPC codes and, and wow. bringing that in. That's a big transition. That was a big transition, but it was pretty fun and... Uh, you know, in hindsight, you never uh, think about those things, but it's sure uh, progressed a lot in the last 40 years. How'd you make the jump then to manager from, so you were assistant produce manager? Yeah. And then did you have another step or did you I go did. Right I did. I worked on the night crew. I was customer relations manager. I was the bookkeeper. Okay. Um, I did just about everything in there. And back in 87, uh, City Market bought all those Circle Superstores. I was one in Carbondale. One in Netherland, one in Woodland Park, one in Estes Park. I think there were seven or eight of those. All right. And uh, I had to, they asked me if I wanted to go be the manager of one of them, and I said, sure. So I went to Netherland, and uh, 
I came bopping in there in my BMW and my tie and <laughs> my slacks, and I should have had a Grateful Dead bumper sticker and a Jerry Garcia T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a better match. <laughs> it would have been a better match, but uh, I adapted pretty well, and uh, I was there for a year. And I said, hey, do you want to go to Price, Utah? And I said, why not? So I went to Price, and I was down there for four or five years. And I was on numerous boards down there, uh, United Way, Library Board, uh, Habitat for Humanity, um, a bunch of them. And I started working with kids with disabilities, and we hired, I don't know, at least 10 or 12. And I was voted the employer of the year uh, by the state of Utah for hiring kids with developmental disabilities. Okay. So that was kind of cool. I really liked that. That's awesome. So after my stint in Price, I said, hey, would you like to go to Montrose? And at that time, Montrose was the busiest store that they had. And I said, sure, why not? So I moved to Montrose. I actually lived in Olathe up on High Mesa. Okay. Um, gorgeous view of the San Juans, 180 degree view of the San Juans, Uncompagre Plateau to the west, oh, the Raggeds to the east, and the Grand Mesa back to the north. Nice. And I was way up on one of those mesas uh, in Olathe, and it's just a spectacular view. And a friend of mine from Aspen actually bought my place when I left, uh, John Cahill. Okay. And uh, his wife just passed away. I'd like to wish condolences to him because he's been a good friend over the years. But um, he bought my place over there, and, and I went to Conifer, uh, to another Circle Super over there. Worked in Conifer for a little while, uh, about six months, and they said, hey, do you want to go to Avon? <laughs> sure, why not? So I went to Avon and worked there for three or four years, and, and uh, they called me up and said, hey, there's an opening in Aspen. We really need you up there. I said, well, why not? I always wanted to go back to Aspen, and, and that's kind of the story of how I moved around. Wow. Yeah. Well, you showed a lot of flexibility, yeah. willing to pay your dues, you know, work your way up the ladder there. Yes. And then back to Aspen. It's a perfect time to take a quick break. Sure. Hydrate. For the yeah. heavy talking. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I do want to take a moment to thank our winter underwriters that uh, help make the local show possible. We have Aspen Square, Aspen Animal Hospital, Aspen Thrift Shop, the Aspen Times, Klug Properties, Sundog Athletics, Strong Vegan Athlete, and Pickin County Landfill. We'll take a quick break, guys. It's our only break of the show. We'll be back in two minutes with John Haley. Since 1998, our uh, general manager of City Market. I'm sure you know him. If you eat, if you eat, you know him. me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we've got so much to get to, uh, including some fun stories. We're calling it Stocking Up on Stories. So don't go away. <laughs> Aspen Times, telling the stories that matter since 1881, is committed to local prep sports, arts, and entertainment coverage. They also offer the drop-in weekly recreational videos highlighting why we love to live in this community. The Aspen Times at local newsstands, aspentimes.com, Facebook, and Instagram. Aspen Animal Hospital offers state-of-the-art services, including non-pharmaceutical options, acupuncture, exotic pet care, and companion care preventative plans. For more information on veterinary services and their foundation, which helps those in need, call 925-2611 or aspenanimalhospital.com. I'm so passionate about this community. I absolutely love living here and raising my family here. It gives me a lot of pride to share this with my friends and my clients and help them achieve their 
their dreams of owning an Aspen snowmass and enjoying this incredible lifestyle. Curbside recycling is now included with your trash service in Pitkin County. You can reduce your waste footprint and shrink your trash bill by recycling right. Learn more at landfillrules.com. Celebrating another great winter season, Aspen Square Hotel is the hospitality place, featuring fireplace studio suites and larger condominiums with full hotel-style services in the center of downtown Aspen. Aspen Square is proud to support The Locals Show. The Aspen Thrift Shop welcomes local women to volunteer, serve our community, meet interesting local women, and join the fun at Aspen Thrift Shop twice a month. You can apply at aspenthriftshop.org. Welcome to the local show. People you work with, people you know. We're back here on the local show with John Haley, who's just recently retired, actually just this last week. You finally retired from City Market. A week ago today. Working there since 1998. Mm -hmm. And um, there's... Uh, there's a lot of fun stories, and we've read a few of them in the Aspen Times, um, including one where a lady dialed 911. Correct. This was a real emergency. Can, you, was, can you elaborate on that I story? I certainly can. It was Christmas week, really busy, every register open, and you know, there's two express lanes there right by the self-checkouts, and I'm in one of them, and there's another girl in the other one over there, and I hear this lady on her phone. Is this 911? Yes, you need to get down to City Market right now. The lady in front of me has more than 15 items in the express lane. <laughs> emergency, emergency. Yes. She, she may have had up to 20 items. At and least. she was serious. Yes. And this, this is like Aspen. Yes. This is the, like, sim symbolizes kind of the funny, quirky part of Aspen. And what it, like, how did you react to that? Did you just kind of um, go about your business, or did you acknowledge well, that? Or went, how did you? <laughs> 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 Try not to laugh too hard. Or? Yes, and and all the cashiers, you know, not all of them, but a few of them heard it, and they were just. <laughs> <laughs> but we get these kind of, you know, we whether, do whether they're visiting or live here or whatever, and we do. It was like the lady that uh, <laughs> it was during the fire, Fourth of July fire. Um, what's that been? Almost two years ago. Okay. Oh, and, right. Lake Christine. Yeah. yeah and no, I'm over there throwing water out because people are buying water left and right because they think the power's going out and all that. And and this lady comes over there and uh, people are frantically loading water. And she says, why is everyone buying so much water? And I said, lady, did you not hear about the camel auction in town tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, oh, really? Yeah, she yeah. Uh, she went, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> but just living in their own little... Oh, yeah, everybody's in, in a, Not everybody, world. but there's a lot of people that are in a bubble. Yeah. But yeah. then there, then again, there's so many nice people that, that, uh, that live here and, and nice tourists, too, that I've gotten yeah. to know over the years. And I think you tend to remember the ones that leave a bad impression on you. But uh, right. if you were going to calculate it, I'd say it's 99 to 1. 99 good to 1 bad. What would be like a really wonderful story that was just like really heartwarming or just, just like, you know, brought you joy or bliss? Well, I'll tell you, it was uh, a couple of Christmases ago. And this guy, I won't mention his name, but he's a longtime local. And he and his wife have been shopping in there for years. And, and he came to me a couple of days before Christmas and handed me an envelope. 
and he said, there's $2,000 in here. He said, I want you to hand it out to all your employees wow. and thank them for everything they do for us every day. Wow. And what a great story that was. I mean, that uh, I'll never forget that. How generous. It was. That's just, yeah, and that's the interesting thing. It's like, you know, the way I, I describe Aspen to people who don't live here is kind of like the dichotomies. You have the both ends of the spectrum. You do. You have just the kind of the the money, the materialism, the runaway consumerism, the billionaire stratosphere, you know, top money on the planet. But, and you know, and then you see kind of the materialistic side of that, but then you see the really philanthropic side at the same time, you know. And that is huge. You know, I have, uh, I have customers that come in, you know, it'll be the winter time and they'll be one of the homeless guys hanging around and, and they'll, I tell them I want to buy them a coat. I mean, just little things like that that, that happen yeah. frequently that, uh, Restore your faith in mankind. Right, right. Um, like I say, you remember the one bad out of a hundred, but uh, um, there's some great stories on the other side. I'm going to remember, though, if I see anyone in that express lane yes. abusing that privilege with 16 or more items, you know, I'm, I may have to go 911. Do you That's... remember that Rich Hall guy that used to have the Sniglets? Yes, yes, yes. One of his Sniglets That was, was... Saturday Night Live, wasn't it? No, no, I don't no, think no. so. It was Rich Hall, I think. Rich somebody. Okay, okay. okay. And so he had this one sniglet that said, uh, what do you call somebody that gets in the express lane with more than 15 items? And it was express hole. Express hole? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know what two words were combined right there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I like that one. I have a couple too, but uh, yeah, I don't know if I can mention them right now. Yeah, that was probably borderline, but <laughs> like you know. That. I like that. And you've also run into a lot of ce- your fair share of celebrities. Certainly, Including certainly. one of my favorite all-time, Brett Favre. Brett Favre was in there <clears throat> late fall, probably end of October, and early in the morning about 7.30, and he was getting breakfast for his kids. And and uh, one of the guys that worked at the Butcher's Block that also had worked for me for a while is a huge Green Bay fan from Wisconsin, just like you. Oh, the kid with the shorter kid with blonde hair. David, right? yes. yes. Yes, yes. I know who he is. And so uh, <laughs> David stopped him and said, hey, are you Brett Favre? Can I get my picture taken with you? And he said, sure. And David got his picture taken, and, and uh, I started talking to him. We were both talking to him, and just a real down-to-earth guy, um, you know, talking about the outdoors and how he loved it up here. Um, and we probably talked David and I and him for 10 or 15 minutes and just like any other guy. Really generous and, and uh, friendly. Friendly, and yes. Super cool guy. Yes. Big guy too, right? He's like pretty he's, good size, yeah. Yeah, good size guy. Yeah, he's stout. Yeah. <laughs> Which was actually the name of the college I went to. Stout College. Believe it or not, it's called University of Wisconsin Stout. And we used to say, I don't go to school, I go to Stout yeah. or Camp Stout. Yeah, yeah. It was in the Northwoods of Wisconsin. <laughs> but that's enough on that, because if I go any further into that story, let's just say it was six years. Yeah. <laughs> there was no rush. But now the, the kids want to rush through in two or three years. Yeah. This is the, like, the opposite for our generation. It's like, yeah. how long can I get away with this? Well, my daughter's 27, <laughs> and she's finally graduating from College Friday. So we're okay. going to go down to Denver and uh, that was kind of the watch program. her graduate. Yeah, I was kind of on that program. Well, it's yeah. good to see that's still alive and well. It is. <laughs> no rush. <laughs> Well, John, I understand you guys have a woohoo section 
I don't know if I'm familiar with the woohoo section at City Market. The woohoo section? Yeah, you need that... to get tuned into that. I know. I like I'm there every day. Yes. Is it's... it labeled woohoo? No, it's it... not. Where is that? It uh, it's left up to your own personal intuition to figure out where that is, but it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's right by the the hanging cheese over there. Okay. There's this wooden cabinet there. Okay, I'm so, see, I'm Wisconsin, I'm so transfixed on the cheese. Yeah, probably just of miss course. everything that's around it. Of course, I didn't even know you had olive oil butter. Of course, we do. Start using that for my cookies. Yes, I'll <laughs> give you my number before I leave, and if you're in there and you can't find something, just text me. So near, so near the hanging. Okay, I think I know. Kind of in yeah. that corner. Yeah, around the, the corner from the, the eggs, eggs are here. Yes, the eggs are here. Okay. The cheese is here. It's right there on the corner. Okay, but it's just things Ooh, that um, overstocked <laughs> items uh, and. Typically, you get on every shipment five or six cases of items that you really don't have. Okay. And there's no place to put them, so we just mark them down and put them over there. Okay. And, uh, you know, the meat, we mark most of that down in line. There's a little section over there. Okay. And um, the milk, um, they had a really good program for milk. When it gets to within seven days of the expiration date, you mark it down. So when you get it home, it's got at least seven days on it. Just okay. a little tip there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm into Markdown milk, although now I'm moving into the soy milk. Yeah. The organic soy milk. And yeah. Let's talk a little bit about that because, I mean, working with food for so long, do you have any strong feelings about, like, organic versus non-organic or healthier, you know, food choices? Or kind of what are your thoughts on those things? Well, you know, I know it's, it's leaning towards more healthier choices. Um, personally, you know, sometimes I'll eat organic, but, uh, you know, I'm not... Uh, consumed by the organic craze yet. Um, not to say that I won't be, but, uh, you know, uh, Kroger started that Simple Truth brand right. and it's organics and naturals and and that started from nothing and it's, uh, I think it's a billion and a half dollar a year business now. I mean, it's it's been huge. The acceptance of that has been spectacular. Right. And you can see it moving towards organics, but you still have, have people that uh, that like Kraft macaroni and cheese, and they like gold medal flour, and, and they like uh, Prego spaghetti sauce. Um, you know, and I'd say that balance is, is, is starting to even up, if not go up this way a little bit towards the organics. Okay. Um, you know, 10 years ago, um, you know, there weren't a lot of people buying organics, um, but that, that's changed drastically, and I think it's because it's getting more affordable, and more people are growing it, and uh, it's a good thing. Yeah. And I think people, too, at the same time, right, are getting a consciousness about maybe the toxicity or the chemicals or some of the other, like high fructose corn syrup. Or That's true. There's a lot of examples of things they might want to stay away from. And moving towards the cleaner organics seems to make sense. And also these plant-based alternatives. Like I see that section kind of growing near, you know, in the meat section. It has. Or these like pea protein meats and things like your, you know, meat-like substitutes. Yeah, Beyond Meat. Um, I think there's there's a Beyond Meat burger. There's a Beyond Meat ground beef. Brat, I saw. Brats, and then there's a, an Italian sausage. And that category is expanding rapidly, and it's selling really well. Seems like it. It is. And, and I think Kroger's coming out with their own uh, plant-based meat product uh, after the first of the year. So that'll bring the cost down some if they self-produce it. Um, so the options are, are getting better. Um, produce, um, there's more produce options, but it's hard to get sometimes. Right. Um, you know, they're they're out of stock frequently, but just because of the supply and demand, you uh, you can't get everything you'd like to have. 
Um, you kind of suffer at the supply and demand uh, uh, theory there. Well, John, we're down to just a couple of minutes already, but you're known as like such a positive guy. And whenever I come into City Market, even if I'm having a bad day, I'm sure a lot of locals can appreciate this. You, you kind of bring us up with your positivity. How do you kind of keep that positive attitude going, especially if you've had, say, a challenging customer? How do you kind of stay so positive? Um, you know, I've always been a positive person and, and uh, you know, I like to help people. That's that's one of the things that, that is fun for me. Yeah. And when you can brighten up somebody's day just by saying hello or asking them how they are, and you know maybe they're having a bad day, and you say something that that kind of gets them out of a funk, and and you know staying positive was never a uh, a chore for me. It was something that was that came natural that I really enjoyed. So you've always kind of been a positive uh, always since since childhood on since up. Since childhood, and, yeah. And really get that enjoyment from the social part. Of yes, the business. I mean helping people is. Uh, is one of the most fulfilling things in, in my life. So how are you gonna keep doing that now into retirement? Do you have some avenues for that kind I of do, social I do, I have, I have um, um, some ladies I shop for. One of them's 98. Okay. Um, Josephine Delensic, um, her family's been around here for years. Her, sure. Her house was built in 1881. They're up by 1A. Yeah. The Delensics. So, um, um, they called me today to bring some groceries up to them, so I'm going to shop for them tomorrow and uh, bring groceries up up for them. Um, you know, probably do some volunteer work at the church, okay. uh, St. Mary's. I go there every Sunday, and uh, I love St. Mary's. Yes, I mean they they did a remodel; it's gorgeous. But uh, you know, little things like that. I don't want to get committed to anything that's real time consuming at this point. But uh, I want to take a little time off and, and relax and recharge, which I found that real easy to do. <laughs> but, uh, after the first of the year, um, I'll probably be looking to do something. Yeah, maybe a little travel on your, on your bucket list and yeah, things like that. Yeah, well, I don't have anything really on the bucket list, but I have some places that I am going to. San Diego, New Orleans for Jazz Fest, um, St. George Island down in Florida to do a little fishing, um, Nashville in July. Okay. Um, so I've got, I've got some mini trips planned, you know, nothing for a month or two, but uh, I really like Aspen. I mean, you know, when you come back from vacation and you come back to Aspen, it's like, man, I'm so lucky I live here. Yeah. And yeah. I really feel that way. Well, we're out of time. I thank you for your time. Thank you, Eric. Did you have fun on the show? Yes, I had a blast. Thank you so much for all you've done over so many years here in Aspen. You've brightened up many of our days. I have a, just a small token, my, my cookies and a little gift from Obermeyer. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure, and, and uh, I'd like to thank all the customers and friends and employees uh, over the years that have made my life better. Thanks so much, John. Thank you. thank you guys for watching this week on The Local Show. Aspen Times, telling the stories that matter since 1881, is committed to local prep sports, arts, and entertainment coverage. They also offer the drop-in weekly recreational videos highlighting why we love to live in this community. The Aspen Times at local newsstands, aspentimes.com, Facebook, and Instagram. Strong Vegan Athlete offers wellness consulting, personal training, and online training. Owner and trainer Ed Troy focuses on safety, balance-oriented agility, and mobility for optimum wellness and to be in life. More at strongveganathlete.com. Aspen Animal Hospital offers state-of-the-art services, including non-pharmaceutical options, acupuncture, exotic pet care, and companion care preventative plans. For more information on veterinary services and their foundation, which helps those in need, call 925-2611 or aspenanimalhospital.com. 
I'm so passionate about this community. I absolutely love living here and raising my family here. It gives me a lot of pride to share this with my friends and my clients and help them achieve their, their dreams of owning an Aspen Snowmass and enjoying this incredible lifestyle. Sundog Athletics Aspen's Adventure Sports School is your opportunity to experience one-of-a-kind adventures and gain new skills, to experience the thrills of snowshoeing, fat biking, cross-country skiing, alpine touring, canoeing, mountain and road biking, and fitness hiking. Fresh updates at Sundog Athletics on Facebook or sundogathletics.com. Welcome to